to the Management Insights Podcast with your hosts, Phil Meidlack and Brad Hansen. You're about to hear from two proven leaders with over 50 years of combined experience with the goal of helping leaders and teams break through to the next level. Phil and Brad take a practical, easy to understand and fun approach to tackling everyday challenges. Here's Phil and Brad. So, hey, Brad, how's it going? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today, Phil? I'm doing great. So our topic today is uh, what, is it, what does it mean to be a leader or what is a leader? And how you and I stepped into this topic or tripped over this topic was talking about some of our quarterly operational planning meetings and how we love that it's not just leaders in this meeting. It's not just managers. Yeah, it, it really is one of the funnest parts of, of that experience for us is inviting everybody into the room, regardless of uh, what your title is or how long you've been with the company and soliciting some some feedback and ideas. It's, it really turns out to be so rewarding. And it's really where we get our best stuff to grow the company with, right? Yeah, it really is. I remember years ago in our organization, we had 85 employees and, and I would stand up at an old company meeting and say, basically, 85 minds are better than six. Yeah. You know, yeah. the six the six managers, the people that were in charge of the organization. And, uh, you know, when you think about it, what I'm really saying is there's 85 sets of eyes and ears that, you know, and, and experience sets, you know, experience with clients, with teammates and things of that nature. Man, if uh, the goal of a quarterly operational planning meeting and the goal of any successful leadership team is to create a culture where everybody not only feels, but they know that their intellect, that their insights and observations are massively valued. Absolutely. And if you think about uh, the early years of doing it with GoEngineer specifically, how much it was, I think, difficult for us to, first of all, really believe that um, that w- that this idea of, hey, we want everybody's feedback was was real, right? But you're, you're so used to, it, sadly, in today's world, you're so used to this idea of, hey, you, you know, the executives make decisions or the the higher ups are the ones that call call the shots, and so being brought into a room and told otherwise, you're, you're almost uh, a little hesitant to to buy into it. And that happened even with our initial management team, if you'll remember, Phil. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then it just it just it took one or two of them to kind of feel like, oh wow, hey, this is serious and it's real, and and, and Phil means this stuff, and and we got rolling with it, and then we would we would see a similar thing play out as we would invite more employees to come or we would get into a new region, for example, and bring them together for the first time. And, and you would see that same look in their eyes like, wait a minute, is this really serious or are we being, you know, are we being tested on something? And uh, But this idea that you really do get the very best ideas for a company when you take the time to solicit input from people who work in all aspects of the company is, you know, it's a no-brainer, but for some reason it gets missed all too often. Yeah. Well, and that whole process, uh, I love what uh, Ken, uh, you know, the, the owner of Go and our friend Ken Coburn uh, says, he said this process is really what's helped create an employee-enabled culture. Yes, right? Where absolutely. Everybody's a leader. Everybody feels valued. Everybody can direct the path. And, uh, and so you and I were chatting about that. And I think that's really a competitive advantage that a lot of organizations would like to have, but they don't really understand how to get there. And how to get there really is the most basic element. And it's just, you know, see the leaders that already exist within your organization. Yeah. And and to that point, exactly not getting to a point within the company where people understand that leadership is not a function of what your title is, but but we're actually looking for leaders uh, really on day one of of a new hire. We're hoping that you bring 
something new and and exciting and to the company that we haven't had before. And the moment you do that, you become a leader regard, regardless of what your title is. And that's that's fun, but it's also difficult to to get people to buy into. Yeah, it is. You know, what's really interesting, I'm just kind of reflecting back on, on how many organizations, you know, where we started, we, we started with uh, implementing the quarterly operational planning process. And yeah, you're right. There is some distrust. There's some kind of scariness, like, uh, what are we doing exactly today? You know, will this be a, uh, I've heard people say that, uh, Wow, I thought this was going to be a long, boring day, <laughs> which, <laughs> yep. <laughs> which is anything but. But it's um, it's so fun to see people just blossom in the context. You know, that those leader, the leaders in the organization that aren't managers or executives or owners, they just step up and uh, have such amazing insights. You know, this sounds kind of funny, and it and uh, uh, but uh, sometimes I'll tell people, you know, when they say, "How do you get traction so quickly inside an organization?" And I'll tell them, well, quite candidly, it's not me. It's your team. Yeah. I just, I go there with all the questions and they provide the answers, which doesn't sound like I'm adding a very valuable <laughs> service. But honestly, in so many situations, sure, I do have some answers here and there. But I try to help people understand that true thought leadership and, and true leaders is, you know, we, we value each other's input. Uh, we ask really good questions and then we listen and you know, the, the leaders will shine, whether they're the owner, the executive, the manager, or uh, somebody else on the team that is, uh, they're displaying leadership characteristics and qualities. Yeah. You know, to me, it's, it's, you know, it's attitude, it's aptitude, and it's effort and taking the initiative. And boy, when we have someone with the right attitude and they're smart, uh, they care about what they're doing, they care about the team, they care about the customers, man, to me, that's a leader. What's your thought on that? Yeah, it's so fun to, to have this as our topic today because... This is how we have grown the company. And and if we think back to, gee, I think it was now maybe over 12 years ago that we we started having the quarterly, quarterly operational planning meetings. Uh, and, and with your help and your leadership and your advice on this is what it can look like. And, and I think back to one of the things uh, that was early on an eye-opener for, for all of us uh, on those early, early sessions. And we were a much smaller company then. But... The idea that part of leadership, and you mentioned this, is really being able to listen and yep. and and being willing to learn from other people really make you a, a far better leader. And again, that goes against the grain of a lot of what people would think who maybe are, are outside of business or even th- they get involved in a company where that's not the culture and there's something very human nature about, hey, it's just easier if I can just tell people this is how I do it and, and not have to listen for input or be open to other points of view. But but if you if you pause long enough to be open to other points of view, it really accelerates your ability to grow, and and then you know just by definition your leadership ability uh, grows accordingly. So really really a fun topic. Oh yeah, it's I think of somebody in your team that um, is uh, has recently been promoted to a tech manager position and. You know, when you talk about leaders, I mean, you and I have a belief that anybody can be a leader, right? It doesn't, it's not a title. Absolutely. And this particular individual was a leader before they became a manager. Yeah. Yeah. You know, phenomenal. Uh, every interaction I have with him, I don't know who's more excited when we get off the phone, <laughs> if it's him or me, but uh, you know, he's his, his, just his energy, which sounds a little Zenish, you know, Zen-like, but he, he's just got a phenomenal energy. And obviously I know him, we've met in person, but when we're on the phone working on some things, uh, as weird as it sounds, you know, I can visualize his big smile. So the guy brings an energy to the organization 
that is just undeniable. And his, you know, his ethics, his humility, everything about him. Plus, he's smart. He knows what he's doing. I mean, that's that's a leader. Yeah. And what's so fun about this individual that we're talking about is when we, you know, we took him out of a geography, we actually moved him. Uh, and, and at that point, he, he got his leadership title, right? So the thing that everybody would think is, oh, okay, that, now, he's right, now, now he'll be a leader. But to your point, he was already being a leader in the territory he existed in. And I had many employees come to me when they found out he was moving, and it was as if they were, they were losing a key manager within that office, although he had – there was nowhere in his title that was manager or vice president or director, any of that. But that was absolutely how he was viewed, and and again, that's you know those are the types of people that uh, that you that you want uh, leading your organization. And to your point, those are the types of people that should be empowered and allowed to do that far far before there's uh, you know a need for a title change. Absolutely. So tell me this. Let's kind of change the conversation a little bit to what is it? Uh, um, what's the managers, the executives, the CEOs? Your job. Uh, um, in terms of spotting these folks that are that are up and comers, these leaders that don't have a title of leadership, that really becomes one of the 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 most valuable traits that that we can have within our you know within our team within our leadership team within and let's let's frame it this way within the folks that have been around a while within the company is as we are bringing on new talent or as we are putting maybe some existing talent into new roles within the company, uh, we need to be paying attention for the folks that that are just wired uh, differently enough to take us to a new level. And, and that can be uh, on a sales uh, engagement, that can be a technical engagement, that can be even a back office engagement. We've had some unbelievable people come through our kind of back office system. So they might be doing the order management and accounting functions uh, within the company. And they have grown our ability within th- that part of the company in, in ways we had never dreamed of. And so uh, our ability to kind of watch out and allow for that to happen and to really give the space needed, right? Like that's the, that becomes really the, the job. I think to uh, you, you and I both have an opportunity to work very closely with uh, an individual who manages the inside sales of our company. And I think one of his greatest skill sets is his ability to get in very quickly with the new hires and kind of figure out where their superpowers lie and mm-hmm. and then and really kind of push them to to you know to the limits with that superpower because that's where it gets just incredibly fun. And then and then they're not, you know, instead of focusing ne- not necessarily taking a lot of time to work on weaknesses, listen, for for certain, it, it, there is a time and a place to sit down with somebody and say, "Hey, this is an area you need to improve in." So I'm not suggesting you always just, uh, you know, you know, uh, not pay attention to those. But if you if you focus more on where somebody is more naturally talented, boy, the exponential return you get from focusing on that is is ridiculous. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the magic. I, I love uh, your term superpowers. I love that. But the, you know, the magic with these folks, and I talk about this all the time, is you know, regardless of uh, <clears throat> the dialogue, we have to treat people with tons of respect and tons of compassion. And yeah, that's yeah. really, that's really the key with these two individuals that we're talking about. They're, they are uh, so respectful, so compassionate and have tons of humility. Yeah. And, and plus they're smart. And if, and if you think about the, this actually makes me think of just a conversation I had last week with some, with some folks in my company. I remember my experience of getting onboarded at Go Engineer 
um, was, you know, sitting down with Ken Coburn, the, the founder uh, of the company, and he and I had had a, a relationship outside of work. And he, he mentioned to me, hey, you ought to come join uh, the company now because we're going to try some new things and I could use somebody like you to kind of help the process. And and my response back was, oh, wow, that might be kind of fun. I, I'll, I'll get my resume ready and send it over to you. And he looked at me like I was crazy and he said, I, I don't need your resume. <laughs> I, I know, you know, I know what you bring. Let's let's exploit that and let's have fun with it. And and I think about that in terms of a company. How often do we have people that we work with already and we know how they're wired? We know what their strengths are. And we still try to overly formalize this, hey, there's a you know a position. Why don't you apply to be, you know, for this upgraded position or uh, you know, for this advancement, in lieu of just saying, Listen, I know you. I know that you could dominate in this area. Why don't why don't we plug you in here and see see what you can do? I know what it feels like to have somebody look at you and say, I don't need your resume. Let's go. You've got the ability. It felt amazing. Yeah. And so if, if you can do that over and over again within your company, uh, I, I think the results uh, speak for themselves. Well, you know, I, you, you and I talk about respect and compassion all the time. I mean, that's how you treat – that's how you should treat everybody in your life. But I'm going to have to add that third word. I always did it, but it, uh, you just articulate it, and that is trust. Yes. Yes. Right? Beautiful. And trusted you, right? Yep. He, he had enough history with you where he knew your word was your bond and trustworthy and – yeah, I mean, our, our job as leaders is to behave in a way that we've earned other people's trust. And then obviously, uh, the folks that are aligned with that, you know, set of core values, they're going to treat you the same way. And um, do you think there's a little distrust out there? I mean, there's a lot of companies with tons of trust, but... All too often, you find, uh, you know, that, that human nature of distrust to be maybe the, the biggest impediment to, to really being able to, to grow both personally and professionally. Yeah, yeah. I'm reflecting on a story from years ago. I had a a person that we had to uh, let go. This was lots of years ago. And um, once he left and then the accounting department had put together his commission statement and uh, he, he said we shorted him. Yeah. You know, in his commission statement. And one thing I learned through that experience, first of all, I had nothing to do with it. It was, it was our normal practices. We would pay as everything came in. Yep. Uh, you know, whatever was collected, we'll pay on that. And then when the other stuff's collected, we'll pay on that, the other money. And uh, but what I learned from that is if you're if you're essentially someone who is not trustworthy, then you don't trust others. Yeah, no, it's so and true. And if you're somebody who is trustworthy, your natural tendency is to trust others. And that's such a powerful skill set to to come from an area of just wanting to trust. Yeah, right. So I love that. All right, Brad, why don't we uh, why don't we wrap this up on leadership and uh I enjoyed the conversation. You and I can talk about this uh, all the time. Uh, and you guys have done such a wonderful job uh, attracting the best people and the leaders and also developing. I mean, you're such a uh, your organization does such a wonderful job developing young leaders, which is, I think, what's fueling your growth. But um, uh, I think that's a wrap. Do you have any uh, summary comments? Well, just again, the fact that we couldn't have done this without reaching out and, and we were lucky enough to run into you 12 and a half, 13 years ago. And so, first of all, thank you for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, for those who may be listening, it does often require that you kind of get outside your comfort zone and look for folks outside of your organization to kind of help you take that next step. And, uh, and, and you know, once you do that, it really is fun to see what, what happens. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's a wrap, everybody. Thank you for listening and tune in for the next podcast. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Management Insights Podcast with Phil Meidlack, Executive Coach, and Brad Hansen, CEO of Go Engineer. Check out the complete list of Management Insight Podcasts. And if you have a topic you'd like Phil and Brad to address, 
email your suggestion to phil at mydlacmanagement.com. That's phil at m-y-d-l-a-c-h management.com. Management Insights, helping leaders and teams break through to the next level.